it is now much more a dialogue controlled by the consumer, right? So they are really in charge because they have much more information than they ever had before. Um, so basically, it's it's the process of company adapting to that new reality and and leveraging new technologies to to essentially tailor to those needs much more. So I think that's the reason why um, the forefront of the bat- battle today for companies to win is is that one of, of customer experience. Hello everyone and welcome on this new episode of the TomCast. My name is Jean-Marc. And my name is Emily. Hello everybody. And today we meet you to talk about digital transformation. Yes, so what is digital transformation? So the definition says this. It's an iterative process of transforming a business by using digital technologies with the objective to increase business impact and prepare internal resources for further growth. So yes, it's a large program, but luckily we have David with us today from AdData, and he will guide us and explain to us what is digital transformation and what it is not. Hi, David. Hi, thanks for the invitation. Happy to be here. Yes, well, we're really happy to have you with us today. Can you introduce a bit yourself? Yeah, sure. I'll, um, I'll try to give you some background. So um, basically, uh, my initial plan for my career was that I was going to be a professional musician. Um, that didn't uh, turn out really great. Um, I was into recording music when I was quite young. And I think when I was 18, um, I realized that I spent much more time building websites for bands and making uh, billboards for festivals. So essentially, I realized that the digital stuff and the communication aspect was uh, was more intriguing to me. So uh, rather than the music. Um, so luckily, because I completely lacked the talent to become a pro, obviously. Um, so I continued the marketing aspect and I started working as a self-employed consultant. And, and I built a lot of first websites for a lot of companies um, back in the day of, of early social media, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I ended up in um, in agencies, so um, doing a lot of performance marketing, a lot of social media management, etc. Um, and eventually I ended up in bigger and bigger digital agencies where I ended up doing uh, large-scale digital transformation programs for, for retailers and for financial organizations as well. Um, and then the last couple of years I ended up being the chief of strategy of one of the biggest digital agencies in the country. Uh, which allowed me to work with a, a really wide span of digital experts. So everything ranging from service designers, digital strategists, UX designers, performance marketeers, creatives, and, and so on and so on. Um, and in the last uh, two years, I had the opportunity to lead the agency as a managing director, but I left that agency because I missed the actual consulting part of it. So that's how I ended up at uh, the Customer Collective. Um, so where I founded uh, at Data, which is a data science company, Uh, where we focus on making the very technical aspect of machine learning and artificial intelligence really comprehensible for a CMO. Um, so I think I know their background really well, so that's what we're striving to do. Um, and besides my role at Data, I'm also the head of digital transformation at the Customer Collective. So that's it. So maybe a first question... Um David, can you explain us a little bit uh, what is digital transformation, what do we mean with it, and maybe also what is it not? Yeah, sure. I'll um, I'll try to give it a go because it's it's such a broad thing, right? It's some, something I think is easily the most overused term in business in the past couple of years. So it's uh, it's it's something that both uh, companies and consultants have have really different definitions of, and it's really hard to put it in in, in one box. 
Um, but the way I see it, I think it's it's the way we do business. It, it has changed dramatically, right, in the past couple of years. And I'm not going to go into the new normal and all this kind of stuff. I think everybody knows. Um, but the way we do business has changed dramatically. I think not per se because of the rise of new technologies being there, but by the impact that these new technologies has had on consumer behavior, right? So we, we basically went from a, a reality in which companies broadcasted their offering and promotions to, to consumers in a way that uh, it, it is now much more a, a dialogue controlled by the consumer, right? So they are really in charge because they have much more information than they ever had before. Um, so basically, it's it's the process of a company adapting to that new reality and, and leveraging new technologies to, to essentially tailor to those needs much more. So I think that's the reason why um, the forefront of the bad battle today for companies to win is is that one of, of customer experience, right? So making it much more easily, much more convenient to interact with the brand, um, yeah, and leveraging new technologies and methodologies to do so. So I think I, uh, one thing I want to add as well, and uh, partially because of my background, but also I think because of the strength of the customer collective, you could say that digital transformation also is um, optimizing, let's say, the way a factory runs by implementing robotics and, and stuff like that, or optimizing logistics. But I think we tend to focus much more on the front end of things and the sales and marketing transformation that we make. Um, so I think that's where our strength lies. So I think also in this podcast and in the consulting that we do, we tend to talk much more about user experience, customer experience, to UX and UI transformation, basically all interaction you have with your customer, right? So I think that's um, the main gist of it. Mm -hmm. And then in order to understand better all the, the effort that you put and all the project that you have, do you have any example that better explains everything that you just uh, told us? Uh, yeah, I could go into those. Um, what maybe is interesting to uh, to make a segue into those examples is is also answer what I think digital transformation is not. Um, so if I could go into that, because um, basically I've I've worked with with two sorts of companies, right? So the first type of company is a company that, and I think all of us know a lot of these companies. Um, they have been doing what they call digital transformations, but I, I would call them gimmick transformations because what they've been doing is they've been taking really new technology and, and building one or two really cool projects in it. So I'll give you an example. So a couple of years ago, a large Belgian bank did this project in which they enabled um, consumers to make a, a transaction to one of your connections using voice. So basically you said, hey, Siri, I want to transfer... 10 euros to Sarah, for example. All right. So sounds really cool. Sounds really innovative. And it's something maybe some people think about, oh, this is what I need. It's, it's straight out of the matrix, right? Um, but essentially, if you think about it, none of us really are waiting for this, right? The, the technology of, of voice at this stage, and it'll obviously change rapidly, but at this stage, when I'm in my car and I'm calling Alan, my car is going to call Sarah. So this is not a technology that I trust with my money. At, at this stage yet. So what these companies are doing is they're taking really new technology and launching a product project because it sounds cool. Right? That's not what digital transformation is about. Digital transformation for me is really going to town and really upscaling, reskilling internal capabilities, is really transforming the way you do business and interact with your consumers. And it it is partially delivering new projects, but it a, a big part of it is also changing the methodology and the way you deliver projects. 
So I, I think that's an important way of, of looking at things, if, if that makes sense. Yes. Does it mean that if in that example, for example, the, the project was not suitable for the consumer's need at the end? So that means that the, the thing is really to focus on the consumer need and then have all your digital transformation based on that instead of the other way around? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that a lot of companies tend to um, focus on the word digital in that term, right? And so when they, they look at, uh, for example, beacons and voice and and uh, anything related to artificial intelligence. So so we have to do something in that now. But they, they tend to forget why this transformation has to happen, right? It's not because of the technology, it's because of the change in consumer behavior. And we tend to expect something different from companies now than 10 years ago. Right. So the only thing that, that those technologies offer, they're, they're a toolbox. Right? They're just a way, a means to an end. So and, and let's dive into the example of machine learning, for example. So um, I have a lot of clients who come to add data, but I, I've, I've worked with clients in the past as well, who said, oh, we need to do something with AI. Right? Everybody's doing something with AI. You know, the, the thing that we need to do is, how can we get from a descriptive analytics phase, so purely seeing what has been done in the past, to a prescriptive analytics phase? So the things that all of you and all of us have, have seen happen in the past couple of years, a company that is able to um, look into the future, so to speak, and say, this is probably the next best offer for you. That, that experience feels very much tailored to you, right? So that's a use case in which you could use machine learning um, and, and which can come in handy. In none of these meetings, I would discuss machine learning or the technicality of it, none at all. I would talk about would it be a good stage at where your company is now to implement such a project? Are you there yet? Do you have a 360 view on your client yet? No. Okay, then it might be too soon to leverage AI. So let's start there. So it's, it really is not about technology. It's, it's about how can we uh, take durable steps within a company to get there. So and I think that's... In, in how we approach digital transformation from the customer collective as well. That's why we work on two fronts mainly. And so one is the um, ability to execute. And that is everything concerning digital skills and delivery methodology. And it's something that's really important. So if your company has no digital expertise at all and you're completely reliant on external agencies, that's not a, a durable way of, or, or sustainable way of doing a transformation. Right? You need these skills, they're vital to your, to your future. So that's one front. And the other, in, the other one is, is the eagerness to change. So if you have a lot of digital skills and you have a great delivery methodology and you can launch a new landing page in like half a day, great. But if your plus one or your C executive suite says, I don't care, this is not vital to our business, then you're not moving anywhere as well. So And it, and it, it goes for the C-suite executives. It also goes for just people experts on, on in operational levels, right? So people who's, who are saying, I've done this for 25 years now, I'm not changing. So if you have a lot of those people, nothing's going to happen. So that's why when we do transformation, we, we work on both sides. Mm -hmm. Can you summarize it as fix your basics first and then see all these technology more as tools to answer uh, a question? more than a starting point to do something cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, as, uh, as mentioned, I would never start from a technological standpoint, never. So, um, and, and again, I think any digital transformation program is very different per company, right? So you could have a company that is just not performing right, right? So it could, it could mean um, a retailer that is not up to speed anymore. How could we infuse 
new possibilities in this company, give it much more strength to survive in a new reality. Um, but it, it could also be something very different, a, a company that has been stuck in all ways of working, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's really focusing on what is their main goal, what is the, the product or service that they provide, what are the, the needs of their customers, and go from there. Right, so and the, the technology is just a just a tool set. Okay, thank you, David. Super interesting. Um, if we we go a bit like in the reality of one of your clients, so I guess they they tried some things before calling you. Um, maybe something didn't go well, or they at least needed your help. Can you explain us a bit what went wrong there? Yeah, sure. I think there there's a couple of things that that are um, let's say recurring topics on uh, failed transformations. Maybe that's a bit a harsh statement, but still. Um, so I think one of the things would be that I see that a lot of C-suite executives try to make it a very big program. So, and I think most of the times these are the kind of companies that have probably waited a couple of years too long that are now experiencing a lot of pressure, both from internally as externally, um, and then come up with, and again, you've seen these names come, come by, it's the name of the company or something, and then digital 2030 or digital 2025, right? And so basically what this, that says is, we have no idea what we're going to do yet, but everything's going to change. So, and the, um, the main thing about that and, and the, the, the big downside of that is that it creates tension in the organization and people don't know why there's tension, right? So I think that the main, um, Thing that that a lot of companies are doing wrong is is starting uh, the transformation in this way and really frightening a lot of employees and there's no transformation without upscaling your employees and changing the way they work together and changing the way their teams are formed so you really need those people and they're vital to the transformation so i could i could give you a quick example on how we change this in in the setting of a financial organization right so um we worked for a large uh, bank in the past and we helped them change their digital strategy, okay? So, and they were focusing on the things that I, I mentioned earlier. So they were basically broadcasting promotions to consumers. So open an account and you'll get X euros for free and stuff like that, right? So, but no interaction at all. And um, we wanted to change that to a more intent-driven strategy. So um, where they could, for example, publish articles on what do you need to know when you're going to start your own business? Right. So and everybody who's going to start their own business is going to need an own personal or professional bank account. So people coming in from that Google query, landing on that article, obviously are great leads for the bank. Right. So but the people that we were working with within the bank and the copywriters, they were used to writing one piece of content each month. Why? Because they um, had to write it and also um, manage the entire process of getting it into a brochure or getting it into the offices, et cetera, et cetera. So it, was, it took a lot of time. And basically when we came in and we said we're going to, for this intent-driven content marketing approach, um, it, it required them to, to write and deliver a piece of content every two days. So that was really daunting for them, right? So instead of forcing them to do so, the thing we said is, we're not trying to increase your workload, right? We're trying to find new and innovative ways of, of doing this, right? So we took the entire team, I say entire team, or I think close to 10 people working on content there. We took the entire team and we went to a news agency, right? And we had a look at how a redaction room and a newsroom works. So, and these are journalists, right? They come up with something happens in the world, they need to write an article, it gets redacted, it get, gets published, and they follow up on results. They do it in a couple of hours. 
So basically, while we, we were there, they, the idea grew of creating an own redaction room and an own, an own newsroom. And basically, that's how we, we um, organized the entire team. So it was much more in, um, hey, we have a piece of content here. The, the roles were divided. Somebody would draft a, a concept and other people, other people would do the redaction. Somebody would do the publishing. And they really managed to, to put out content every two days. And it went much more quickly. And, it, and I'm, I'm happy to say I think the, those people are, were much more satisfied, satisfied with their work because they could see the results. They had the dashboards. Things were moving along. So it was really good kind of transformation. But it required us going back to my initial point, to involve them in the transformation, right? And not saying, hey guys, you're going to up your working rhythm with like 500%, uh, I fix it. So that's not how you, how you do it. So it's, it's working with them, looking for new ways, incorporating it in the team, reshuffling a team, and voila, that's, that's what happened. And with your example, I really feel that we see that it's not put, putting and setting up a plan. It's really putting the plan together with the team and then make the plan work. So it's not only giving the plan and the answer, but it's showing and checking that everything is working until the end. So I really feel a continuity in the project. It's not like digital transformation. Here is the plan, as you explained at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it, it, it both is true for this project but it's true for the entire transformation as well. I think um, in, in the world that we live in now, I think it's a fast-paced environment. Change is happening every day, right? And I think we can also see, if you look back a couple of years, that consumer behavior and consumer needs are also changing very rapidly. So, for example, you could say that running a retail shop anywhere from between 60s and the 90s, you could probably do it in the same exact way and turn a profit, right? So if you... you if you have a retail shop and you run it the way you do now and expect to do the same thing in 10 years, everybody would say that's impossible, right? So people went from text search to visual search to voice search in like a span of five years. So that's a lot of change that needs to happen and any company has to do it. So I think the term digital transformation will disappear, but this will be just a new way of conducting business. Do you feel when you start that kind of project that it's easier to be uh, external from the company that rather than be internal? Uh, how, how do you feel when you start a project about that? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And I think the, the obvious thing for me as a consultant is to say, obviously, I have to be the external one to do so. Um, but in the past couple of years, I've, I've really seen why it's, it's vital for a good transformation for an external person to be, to be part of such a transformation, mainly because such a transformation in all levels of a company, but especially, I think, again, in the executive room, is going to cause tensions, right? So it's going to shift the way that people are responsible for teams, and it's, it's going to be constructive tension, right? And it's really hard for a company, again, let's take the example of a retailer, um, they have to uh, keep doing their business, right? So the shops need to be open, the e-commerce platform has to run, sales has, has to come in. There's a PNL rea reality there, right? So you can't just focus 100% on the transformation. So there, there needs to be somebody external, somebody I'd like to refer to as um, almost a personal trainer, right? Somebody who pushes you and who says, hey, it's okay that you're focusing on the day-to-day -day business now, but Tomorrow, we have a full day off-site and we're going to focus on the transformational aspect, okay? So you need to have somebody who, who puts the focus on the long-term um, and then really helps you in managing the, those, those tensions in, in the executive room as well.
All right, so we are coming to the end of this episode already. Uh, I was personally very impressed by the example. I started with digital transformation in mind, like tech, AI, machine learning, VR, etc. And now I end up with a guy bringing a team in a newsroom to see how it works. So, by the way, we will add more examples from David in the landing page of this episode. You can find it in the description of the episode. You will also find all resources that you might need if you have tran digital transformation in mind for your company. Uh, David, thank you very much for your presence. My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Emily, thank you as well. Thank you, Jean-Marc. Thank you, David, for sharing with us your expertise today. It was really insightful and we learned a lot as usual. Thanks a lot. Thank you. So if you have any feedback, don't hesitate to send us an email at podcast at tom.eu. It's podcast without S at the end, uh, at tom.eu. We will certainly reply you. And um, yeah, until next time, don't hesitate to follow us on Spotify and have a nice day. Bye. Bye.